Hello, everybody. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 17 of Screen Champs. I'm your host, Dubs. You're my co-host, the Mad Mammo. What's going on, brother? What's happening, man? Uh, today's episode is jam-packed. We got reviews on reviews on reviews. We're going to do a Netflix doubleheader with Spiderhead and Hustle, two movies with huge movie stars that just came out on Netflix with, I mean, seemingly no fanfare whatsoever. It's kind of weird how these movies come out because... If you ask, like, do Chris Hemsworth, does Chris Hemsworth matter? Does Miles Teller matter? Does Adam Sandler matter? I feel like universally we'd say yes, even though I feel like we're used to seeing Adam Sandler on Netflix. But it's just weird that, you know, movies have come out with these people. And uh, most people are not aware unless they just fire up Netflix and like, oh, what's this in the top 10? I might as well check it out. It's crazy how that works. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And then uh, the other the other review we're doing is going to be for the Black phone ethan hawks return to horror with director scott derrickson so that was that was one i was very much looking forward to probably would have been in my top 10 uh, movies i was looking forward to this year do not know if it will make my top 10 at the end of the year uh before we started recording i jokingly said to the madman uh so you ready to discuss roe versus Wade?" and he was like no i'm not and Part of what makes that funny to me is because more so than most people, the madman does not like to talk about political issues in any way. It's just not his thing. Even we have group chats that get very political, and he almost always removes himself from the conversation or is the first person to tell a joke afterwards and just kind of be like, hey, so ha ha ha, what's good? You know, let's talk about sports and get drunk. Um, but you said, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, am I wrong? You can tell me I'm wrong. No, I uh, yeah. I, I, I want to see where you're going with this. No, no, no. So that's <laughs> I'm just laying the groundwork because I I just thought it was so funny. But that's why we don't talk about a lot of this stuff. Not that I necessarily want to dive into it either. But you said I feel like you're like I just keep thinking about the movie Don't Look Up, and that just cracked me up. That thought, like I've been thinking about that since you said it. Of like it really does feel like Don't Look Up is happening right now in real life, even more so yeah. than it was when the movie came out. Oh yeah, this is why I loved. I I, I liked no, uh, Don't Look Up because it's just, man, it's just you're gonna see that happen again and again and again. And some of the stuff I'm hearing that's coming out and unfolding, I'm like Jesus, this is intense. Like, yeah, this is wow. wild. This is like, you know, be, people didn't like that movie because of how real it is. No one wants to admit that we're you know <laughs> just in a bad state. Yeah, things are looking pretty wild. Uh, so either way. That's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about movies. Um, Spider- and none of these movies. Yeah, so watch Don't Look Up. Yeah, <laughs> watch Don't, Don't Look, Look Up. Up again. Don't Look Up is great. Uh, I Gosh, so funny. Number 10 on my top 10 of the year. I don't think any of these movies are remotely political either. So it's a good start. Well, if you really think about Spiderhead, there's there's some. You know, I was. Yeah. Spider-Head, you really think of it. Yeah. A little political, you know. Mm-hmm. And it is. Yeah. That's how about. I mean, yeah, it is, but it's not. You know why? Because yeah, not- I'm not gonna get there because that's I also find that annoying. Like, so if you really look at this movie, you can see how. I'm like, shut up, dude. Yeah, it's not as political as like Top Gun Maverick was or anything. Yeah. Just kidding. All right. So- <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, the 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 political Top Gun Maverick. All right. So let's start Spiderhead. Netflix's Spiderhead. The synopsis here. And I'm so, I was sold on this synopsis. I was like, I like this. This makes sense to me. This feels like something that would happen in real life. Uh, in the near future, convicts are offered the chance to volunteer as medical subjects to shorten their sentence. One such subject for a new drug capable of generating feelings of love 
begins questioning the reality of his emotions. That also feels like kind of a weird base level synopsis, but I guess I don't need to tell you the whole story with the synopsis. Um, mm-hmm. And feelings of love is an understatement. There is hardcore sex scenes in this movie. Um, oh, not, yeah. Not really that intense, but directed by Joseph Kaczynski, who directed Top Gun Maverick and Only the Brave. Um, fun fact, Spiderhead is now his lowest rated movie on Rotten Tomatoes, which is very sad, but he's been on kind of a tear, so... It happens, and this was written by uh, Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick, who are actually pretty well known. They did the Deadpool movies and the Zombieland movies. They definitely get around writing. This one's starring Chris Hemsworth as Steve Ebnesti, Miles Teller as Jeff, and Journey Smollett-Bell as Lizzie. And I can tell you this right now, I'm a big uh, Journey Smollett-Bell fan. Ron Tomatoes here, 41% for the critics. 31% for the audience. Very low score for a movie that has a ton of stars. Uh, Top tier director. And it's written by people who are cranking out some of the biggest Hollywood fare there is. So, uh, Batman, what did you think of Spiderhead? I think this movie uh, is like... We've seen this movie before. I mean, there's so many outlets, so many like, like things you've seen. You know, like you could compare it to like Black Mirror episode. You could compare it to like Ex Machina. You could compare it to like any other kind of sci-fi uh you know thriller um and uh this one just unfortunately is just not good you know like it, it for me and uh i love the actors miles teller chris Hemsworth are awesome this movie is saved by it the acting was awesome you, like everyone killed their part it was just kind of a bad written movie I feel like I couldn't figure out like the tone, like they didn't want it to be at, like it could have gone darker. It was like super like lighthearted and funny, which uh, felt kind of strange considering the themes here. Yeah. The and uh, all the needle drops were like, Oh wait, what are the you needle doing? drops were awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah. But those needle drops contributed to the tone though. Where big time. Like, what are you trying to accomplish here? Yeah. And for whatever reason, I feel like those drops came in when you saw Chris Hemsworth. So you're like, do I believe this as a, like, do I believe this guy? Like, is this guy like, is he bad? Is he good? Like, like what's like, what, what are they trying to show me here with Chris Hemsworth and these needle drops? Um, but it, 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 it was just kind of a weird vibe. Like I, like watching it, I couldn't figure out the vibe it was trying to accomplish. I felt it was really weird. The third act, I feel like it, it just became like rushed and just super weird. And uh, and I wish this would have been, I think, if it would have stayed like a short story. I think it is based on a short story, uh, Escape from Spiderhead. Yeah. If 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 they would have just maybe kept like this, like a 30-minute just short film or something, I think we would have loved it more. I think we would have talked about it more. You know, something where like you find on YouTube one day or, you know, you just find it on the internet and you're just showing everyone like, bro, check out this film. It's awesome. It's so dope. I hope they make a movie about this one day or something like that. Yeah. Um, and they just never make the movie and just keep it like that, like a little cult like following. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, it just felt like uh, they couldn't really figure it out. And I feel bad because, you know, Top Gun Maverick got released like, what, like two weeks before this came out. And, you know, it's kind of a rare situation yeah. where the director has like two movies coming out like around the same time. Um, one of them just happens to be one of the best films this year. And the other one, unfortunately, is one of like those Netflix movies that are just not good. And there's a reason why it dropped on there. Yeah. You know, and, and they've both been pushed back to a certain extent. I mean, Top Gun was finished way before this one ever got created, right? Top Gun was supposed to come out like two years ago now. And, uh, 
Spiderhead was supposed to come out the end of last year, and then they finally put it out right now. So I agree mm-hmm. with a lot of what you said. Now, I haven't fully watched Black Mirror. Uh, I've watched like probably seven episodes. I think one time mm-hmm. I just was like, what are the best episodes? I watched all those. Um, but Black Mirror has really kind of ruined this, like, well, we have this idea. Let's just kind of extrapolate it and make a movie. Like They, they totally ruined that because well, for the sci-fi genre, I should say, because they've done it so well that any time you kind of play in that arena, it's like, oh, we actually already have the show that's like executed that idea like to a T. So, mm-hmm. uh, yikes. Um, and it's interesting the way they kind of took over that and really made it their own. And Black Mirror is, is something that's going to constantly get referenced in things like this, just due to the mm-hmm. nature of it. You know, it's futuristic, sci-fi, but not it heavy on the sci-fi, yeah. you know. But yeah, it is dark and... It's almost like what could go wrong and all that mm-hmm. vibe. The movie starts out interesting. Well, there was a yeah. p- part where I was like, are they just going to, every time they go in this room, they're just going to keep having sex with each other? And I was like, well, that's going to be a lot to watch. And then they didn't. And, you know, but the character development is very minimal, I guess. We do find out quite a bit about Miles Teller's character, and even that's mm-hmm. revealed very slowly. Uh, but it was fine. I feel like it was all kind of fine. I think it, I would say throughout the movie, it was decent to good. Like for the most of the movie, I thought that Chris Hemsworth and Miles Teller and Journey Smollett were all solid. And especially Chris Hemsworth, I thought he was actually kind of funny. He did have like good, you know, comedic timing in the movie. Mm-hmm. And for the last 20 minutes or so, I just was like, well, this is okay. All right, guys, this is a little stupid now. We know this is dumb, right? Like, we, know, <laughs> we know what we did. We know we messed up. And that's that's the feeling I got as we got to the end of the movie. Uh, but as it's going on, you know, and and having, you know, seeing Miles Teller's backstory, why he's in prison, what he's doing there, you know, kind of using your past against you is such an interesting thing, too. And um, yeah, I, I, there was a lot of good in the movie. So it's still a recommend for me. I still think people should watch it. I think the 41% it has is bananas. Like, I understand that only 41% of people liked it, but I don't think that's, like, a fair representation or a fair score for this movie. I think it is better than that, although it ends really rough. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I agree with it ending super rough. And, um, and like, there's so many likable people in this movie. Like, you're you're, like... I don't know if you were like me, but you were questioning, like, why are these people even in here? I'm like, everyone's so kind of nice. Like, everyone's, like, chill. Like, these are prisoners. They're in here trying to get a, a lesser sentence, right? And they're so yeah. they're just submitting to these medical tests or whatever to to get it removed. When they replayed Miles Teller, you know, situation and why he got there. Yeah. Man, some of the CGI, I guess, in that, in that scene. Rough. You know, I don't know if we could say that he got in a car accident. But I'll just say he did, <laughs> and his body <laughs> flies out, and he survived. I mean, he's in the movie, you know? Some people didn't, but he survived. And the way they just kept playing his, like, flabby body just fly out yeah. and roll, I just, like, ugh. I was, like, like I had an issue with that, right, where I'm, like, well, that kind of sucked. I was, That's yeah, kind of weird. It just doesn't look good. It's, like, why do you keep playing then, this? It doesn't look good. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, and this is, like, where I, I you know, you know, I came in wanting this like black mirror dark vibe. So my my mind, my brain is is damaged, right? It is screwed up because yes. I'm expecting like 
worst of the worst. Let's get let's get dark. You know? and, and there's a moment where it kind of does, and you're like, oh shit. Um, but Miles Teller, one of the goofiest like ideas, comes out looking like Santa Claus with like freaking shaving cream as a beard, and he's like, ho ho ho, <laughs> yeah. and he does this whole little bit. You know, he's as Santa, and I'm like, what the frick is this, dude? I was like, why? This is so weird, and it's super lighthearted, right? It's supposed to be kind of cute and stuff. I just thought it was so damn silly, man. And I don't know if it's because my brain is that damaged where I'm expecting like some horror stuff, and then you know I couldn't figure out the vibe. But then I just see Miles Teller walking, looking like a like a weird bounty, like Santa Claus. Like I don't understand. Well, you're in prison. You're just trying to have a good time. Well, like the <laughs> most low key prison of all time. Like, yeah, there's no securities. No He's rules. hanging out with the with with the guy doing all the tests. Like, yeah. I don't understand. Like, I don't like he what like ran into his room like while he was indisposed. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. He's like, oh, oh, yeah, no, it's fine. Like, it was very odd. So next time, just let me know. Give yeah. me a heads up. Give me a heads up, bud. All right, thanks. Good Shoot him a text or something. Yeah. Hey, boss man. Super super walking chill. up. Yeah, there's that moment where Chris Hounds was like, he's like, when have I ever treated you bad? And I was like, oh, shoot. Yeah, it's true. Like, <laughs> Remember guy. when you got that rash? We all got that rash. Who went to the main line and got you that medicine? I did. Yeah. I, he's like, that was very kind. He's like, yeah. <laughs> so now do this to her now. You know, it's like, just so weird. Mm-hmm. I, I but doing good that. acting. Oh, yeah, no, good acting. I was listening <laughs> to another pod where they were talking about how um, Joseph Kaczynski seems to always use Miles Teller as a very, like, stoic, introspective character. Like, he doesn't really mm-hmm. talk a lot in the movies that he's in with him. Do you like that for him? Or do you like him as more like the fun, like, rom-com guy? No, so, like, I love him as this fun rom-com guy. He's a funny guy, and he has so many talents. So if he's, like, in a in a field where he could be that fun, like, rom-com guy, then he'll show you his acting ability with, like, singing and just, like super comedic like funny just awesome comedic timing like he's just hilarious um you look at something like whiplash right like acting range all over the place kills it now when he's like stoic and not talking much it you know it it works and uh he does have a good effect and and i applaud him for for being used this way because you want to get out of that typecast you know you don't want to be the firecracker all the time you want to you know Get some other yeah. roles, be some other different. I, I I read something about like, oh, it's kind of interesting how Chris Hemsworth was this guy uh, in this movie. Imagine if he was in Miles Taylor's spot, like if if they were switched, like would that have worked out better? And I think mm. uh, maybe, right? Sure, like whatever. But I I, I kind of like the I, I like them in these roles. You know, they're they're not like in their I guess traditional role. Other than Chris Hemsworth, I feel like he's always funny. I feel like he's just yeah, Thor's like funny. everything he does, yeah. Um, and, uh, no, but I, I liked how he used them. He, he used them well and he did a good job. There, there's a lot of scenes where, well, there's a specific scene where Chris Hemsworth is kind of going in on them and talking to him and he's just responding and he has his head down and, and you're like, oh shit, this movie is taking a different place. Like this is, this is pretty good. Um, I, I, I wish it was, uh, maybe more of that then. Right. And not so comedic because I, I, I just didn't understand the vibe here. And if you wanted to use them in that stoic, you know, kind of quiet, like way, they make this a quieter movie a la like ex machina, you know? 
No, for sure. I mean, and also Ex Machina is definitely a comp to this movie as well. And it's like, hard. Yeah, I feel bad way, comping it to it. But it sucks because Ex Machina is terrific and we all yeah. love it. And so it's almost like unfair, right? But Oh, it's super unfair. Yeah, there's I think part of the comedy comes from the fact that they've written, you know, they wrote the Deadpool movies, they wrote Zombieland. Mm-hmm. I think they feel comfortable in that arena of kind of like the comedy mixed in with another genre. But I think it's to break tension. You know, they want this mm-hmm. movie to be fun even though it's heavy but i think it it never fully felt heavy except for maybe one scene and they just leaned in on the fun i think you're right about that the tone was way off and even to the point where there was one there's one kind of reveal Mm -hmm. too that was like you know you know you don't know why she's here i know why she's here this and that and then when they explained what it was i was like okay like that's terrible but I, mean, I literally saw that on the news like a couple days ago of just someone doing the same thing. Like it's like it's obviously yeah. a bad situation. It's like this is like the least malicious thing though. Like it's super yeah. negligent, but not like you know. I I just th- thought it's like you know she stole someone's kids and slit their throats and hung them on a. I don't even feel like I feel like I should remove that just for saying it's so graphic. Like I thought it was gonna be something insane, and it's like well no, it just it just wasn't. And I was like, the whole movie, they've been like leading up to this moment, and they they keep teasing this, like, once you find out what's really going on, it's going to blow your mind. And it happened, and I was like, oh, that's fine. I forgive her. Like, I was like, whatever, you know, like, it happens. Uh, Again, like, it's not good, but... Yeah. yeah, so I don't know. It just it never f- really felt like it hit the emotional weight it needed to, except for one scene. I'm sure this, you know, the scene where Chris Hemsworth ends up running out of the room for a second. And I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. So, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. with like the the dark stuff. Oh yeah, the- that's that's where it goes like black mirror dark. Yeah. And I wish, like, at, after that moment, it stayed in that tone, and it just became a dark film, right? And we and that's good. You could have the funny stuff. You could have the comedic bits, the light heart. You know, needle drops and the fun from that. And then this part happens, and you're like, oh snaps. You know, they just cut like they should just cut the needle. You know, just make things super ominous and just like, uh, you know, like yeah, they they should just they should have just gone dark, and that would have been better for sure. Uh, what did you but think then it turned into like Journey an action Smollett. thriller? Are you are you smitten by Journey Smollett? It might just be me. That's fine. No, I'm not smitten. I don't think smitten. I thought she was good. <laughs> That's cool. She had really good chemistry with Mouse Teller. Made me believe this. Yeah. Um, I was hoping, you know, again, just some dark stuff. So like this, like the like I see her as the only good person in this movie, right? And um, yeah, you know, let's do something with that. I feel like it, w- it would have been better character development, I guess, from Miles Teller. But no, for sure, if there if there was, was asking for a different anything. movie here. Yeah, there was. Yeah, it really wasn't that movie. This is also like a COVID yeah. movie, so that's part of it too. Uh, it's just not much you can do, but yeah. Shout but out then to he, like, but then like get this and next Monica. That's only like three actors in that movie. COVID movie, you know, before COVID, yeah. You know, like you can you, yeah. you can make these movies. You know, you don't have to be all crazy with it. I loved like man when you talk about like production design. I freaking loved like the prison, the the camera shots of like everything, like the way you just all looked. It was very pretty. There was a lot of like really nice um, cinematography. It was beautiful, beautiful. I mean, well, well directed, well put together. Oh yeah, just yeah, didn't get there. Okay, so how do you want to rate this one? How do you want to rate this movie? Um, well, I, so I, I want to rate it with, uh, 
with freaking Miles Teller floppy bodies. Um, just because I couldn't get over <laughs> it with just how floppy he looked. And yeah. um, it's like those videos where it'll be like a rubber dude and then he just mm-hmm. kind of falls onto himself. Like, you know what I'm yeah. talking about? Yeah, I like those. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've seen those. Oh, yeah. <laughs> those floppy bodies. Oh, yeah. Where it's just like, it's just like someone 3D animated this thing. Exactly. I'm so glad you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's exactly what I was. So, yeah. Um, so, Miles Teller floppy. Floppy bodies. Flobby. I don't know if you is like that, that. Is that a word? F L O B B Y? Is that what we're saying? That's flobby? how I spelled it. Oh, That's how it, I spelled it. Because it's not flobby. flabby. It's like, flo- is it floppy? Are we saying floppy? Ooh, is maybe floppy. Like it's I, I kind of like one? flabby better, but I don't even think that's a word. But it's too. not. Well, flabby is a word. I don't think it applies. I well, think, I, I think I said flabby because uh, like globby, like a glob is yeah. like just weird. Like blah, I'm a glob, you know, blah. Yeah. Yeah. I looked up. <laughs> I just googled flabby, and so the first thing it's a, from it's a word wiktionary. Oh, it's not a word. Um, wiktionary sounds yeah, like wiktionary says slang full of saliva, and then the f- the next one is Urban Dictionary, a wet, jiggly, and firm, thick butt. So that's amen, brother. <laughs> amen. <laughs> that's why we hear Urban Dictionary. <laughs> so now amen. I'm down. Miles Teller, floppy body. I like that. Let's run with it. Floppy, it is. Floppy, it is. Um. It's uh this is like and you know keep in mind man I don't know I I've I've changed my score like three times Copy that. since we started like just talking about it yeah that's fair because to give you some perspective I I gave Jurassic World Dominion a freaking fifty five yikes you know like do I think this movie is better than that I think they're both bad mm. but like which one's worse it's just different they're, they're so different i mean one has dinosaurs one just says moss teller it's they're just different. uh i'm i'm a yeah it, i'm gonna I'm give you 57 floppy bodies Ooh, okay. um, i do like it more than jurassic because just the way it started too when this man just manically laughing you're like oh shit this movie's gonna be weird yeah and then the needle drops happen Awesome acting all the way around. I I can't see a, a bad thing about the acting. Everyone killed it. They all killed it. Oh. Um, there is that moment where you go like, "Oh shit! Oh shit! This is a movie." Um, but the ending is rush. You see it so many times, but this one specifically, it just felt like felt super rushed. And I, I I wish Chris Hemsworth's character was just written better. I feel like they had something really good there. And there's just so many faults with this character. There's so many faults with, like, I guess the villain in the movie and yeah. just, like, the bad people. And there's just, and it's, like, I don't know. There's, they they kind of biffed it there for sure. And, um, but it is entertaining as far as Netflix movies go. You just want to throw something on. This is a good movie just to throw on, not pay that much attention to. Um, until you see that scene, you're gonna be like, "Oh shit, what the fuck!" And then you know you're gonna watch the movie. You're gonna be like, eh, that, that that was okay." <laughs> yeah. But um, but it, I don't think it's like a thirty something or a forty. No, I think it's it's like for me, it's in the fifty. So I I give it a fifty-seven. Three word review is gonna be almost ex machina because there's a mm. world where it could have been there. It just could have it could have been just like ex machina, and I would have liked that. You know, I I man, hell yeah. There's so many uh, movies I love. Like you know, Garden State, Fire Days of Summer, like all 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 these movies are kind of bundled up in the same genre. I mean, not not as this, but um, 
it's okay to like multiple of the same movies. And I, I, I was hoping to really love this one. Yeah. And, and we need, we need to stop getting uh Miles Teller into car accidents. He's gotten in so many car accidents. Every movie I see him, he's always getting in a car accident. Yeah, he's a reckless guy. And I know it's personal to him. He's got into car accidents. We see all these scars that he has on him. Like he had a really bad situation. And I don't know if, if he just goes into these roles. Like, Hey, I, we, Hey, I read the script. We really need a car accident scene. It's true to me. Or these directors are like, Hey, we got Miles Teller. Great. Let's let's get him into a car accident because he's he's lived through it. <laughs> it's a little conspiracy there. I don't know if that's uh He's our thing, bro. Hey. Watch wh- wh- whiplash, car accident. Oh no, Spectac- I mean, I, spectacular yeah. now, car accident. Car accidents are rough, dude. And they're very it's like how do we keep this grounded? Like, well, everyone gets in accidents all the time. It's like great, let's do that. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm gonna give this one this may be high. All right. But I'm, I, I feel like it's high, but I, I don't want to go a point lower because then it feels gross. So I'm going to say mm-hmm. 70 um, miles teller floppy bodies out of 100. 70 is a little okay. high. It is a little high. Well, well you got to give us a little explanation, brother. This is the highest score I've heard anywhere. The highest, yeah, no, I know. And that's, uh, and maybe part of that is I'm saying, hey, hey, guys, it's a Netflix movie. All right. Yeah. Chill out a little bit. Now, should I grade movies on Netflix differently because they're on Netflix? No. But not all Netflix movies are directed by Joseph Kaczynski either. So oh. I think that there's a lot of good here. I, I agree with you on the acting. I think I pretty much agree with everything you said, actually. I think the acting was really good. I think the tone was off. I think the set pieces were gorgeous. And I, I, they, I mean, they filmed it in Australia, and there's a lot of really pretty stuff out there. And I think there's a lot of good. Even though most of it was inside. But, you know, when they were out on the boat, it's like, oh, this looks nice. Kind of dumb, but it looks nice. Um, I agree with everything you said. I think I'm just rating it higher. I think I'm just, like, the things that I liked, I'm giving them a little more weight than you did. Specifically the acting. And uh, the last 20 minutes is rough, and that took away 30% of the score. But I liked a lot of the beginning. I liked a lot of the setup. None of the reveals worked for me. I will say that. Every single reveal... There's like he finds a card and he's like, oh, you know, you're this person didn't work. I was like, yeah, obviously she did this. Oh, that's not that bad. All this stuff. None of the reveals worked. So that hurt it, too. But my mm. three word reviews is going to be uh, don't call bingo. And that just you got to watch the movie. Hey, it makes sense. I like um, that. There you go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, so that's Spiderhead, 70 percent. And then we're going to hop over to Hustle. So Hustle here is another Netflix movie, this one by Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler, who we're used to seeing in the Netflix role. Synopsis here is a basketball scout discovers a phenomenal streetball player while in Spain and sees the prospect as his opportunity to get back in the NBA. Directed by Jeremiah Zagar, whose highest grossing movie made $400,000 at the box office. Uh, AKA, he is not a famous director. And this was written by... Taylor Matern and Will Fetters. Um, and uh, Taylor Matern is very new. Will Fetters was one of the writers on the Starsborn movie. So there's that. Uh, this one was starring Adam Sandler as Stanley Sugarman. Queen Latifah as Teresa Sugarman. Juancho Hernan Gomez as Bo Cruz. Ben Foster as Vince Merrick. Kenny Smith as Leon. Probably my favorite character in the movie. Besides Adam Sandler, obviously. Ron Tomatoes has this at a 92% for the critics. 93% for the audience. Madman, 
What did you think about Hustle? I know this one's fresh in your mind. So there's so much about this movie that I love, man. So much about it. Freaking, I'm a sports guy, basketball guy, sports drama guy. I was so excited watching this movie. Um, so many cameos, which I loved. And this is like, I'm so happy that like LeBron James like produced this. And like so many people were involved in this film because they were able to use like trademarks. They were using, they're able to use NBA teams, so many cameos of so many basketball players. And it's exciting when you're watching, you're like, Oh, I know that guy. Hey, I know that guy. It, uh, whoa, that's Anthony Edwards. He's a villain here. What yeah. the hell? And you're just excited about it, dude. I was pumped. I, I I loved it. You may not know this, but Dan Deacon scored this film. Okay. Dan Deacon is freaking awesome, dude. I've seen him on concert for like three times. And the way the movie wraps up to one of his songs is just, I was like, like so excited, bro. Hands in the air. Like, mm. wave him like you just don't care. I was so stoked, bro. It was so <laughs> awesome. Acting was good all around, and which is kind of something hard to do because these are like no name like guys, right? So, like Juancho Hernan Gomez, like good basketball player. Oh, well, not even a good basketball player. He's he's a basketball player. He's not freaking yeah, he's, like he's a number a, one guy. You know, he's been on a few teams. Yeah, he's been on. <laughs> hey, he's he's a he's an NBA though. That, he's tall. That's all that matters. He's really tall. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, but I feel like he he did great. Anthony Edwards did so good, man. Um, just in his role, I'm so excited for him. And you know, I mean, he's a basketball guy. He's young. He's only like what is it, third year. Um, he he's gonna be a, a a fine basketball player. But so sometimes you you see these guys or these performances, and you're like, man, this guy's gonna get roles. Like I I could just totally see him like being a villain in, in a season of like breaking bad or something like that. Just someone in there, you know, like, or like, you know, perfect situation, like one tree hill, you know, like he's just like, yeah, he has a villain <laughs> arc like Rick Fox or something, you know, like yeah. you get excited. You're like, Oh man, this guy's going to make the rounds. He's going to be in stuff. Look at Boban. So he plays the big Serbian in this movie, which is so funny. He's, he's like on his fourth film. He's making tons of films. You know, he's just a good actor. People like him. Yeah. Also very, cool. um, so, so I get stoked for that because it's like a cross of like two worlds. Because you know, we we like to be entertained, and you know, basketball is a thing, football is a thing, right? And we you know, movies. We we love movies. I mean, this is a movie podcast. So Everything we got movie and basketball true. being entertained two different ways at the same time. Oh, bro, call that I freaking love this movie. Right? Um, there we go. Amen, bro. Just, <laughs> that's so good. Definitely cut that yeah. out. <laughs> Um, no, yeah, no, 100%, 100%. It's, it was a lot of fun. Adam Sandler was terrific. Uh, because of there, because of all the NBA players, all the crossover, the real teams, it felt real. You know, the coaches, I was like, Brad Stevens, what's up, bro? Uh, and they're up, there, bro? you know, and so it definitely feels genuine. On the flip side, the story is, I mean, is formulaic is all formulaic yeah oh i mean yeah it's cheesy too oh it's super cheesy oh yeah it is it is cheesy it was like a hallmark movie feels like a little bit and now now part of this i'm gonna blame my wife a little bit because okay she she's not easily swayed by movies uh generally i mean she likes movies but and she'll watch anything with me bless her but like halfway through this, she's like, "This is like stupid," and I was like, you're <laughs> "I was like, you're not wrong. Like, it's not. 
And and so many and anytime there's like a remotely eye rolling scene, she's like, seriously. And I was like, well, yeah, yeah, it's a Netflix movie. Um, but so I think that part of it, like I was like getting caught up in these moments, and he's like going and trying out, and you know he can't let Anthony Edwards get in his head, and he's like, all right, I gotta, you know, I'm like, stay focused, stay focused, don't let him get in your head. And I, as I'm getting like caught up, she is just not caught up at all. She is just like, this is stupid. And I'm like, all right, for sure, fair enough. So. Uh, I think that there's a little bit of that, but also the movie like didn't do itself any favors by being dumb. There's also another thing that this movie did that it's not this movie's fault is that Ben Foster's in it. And I, for some reason, the most actors, I don't feel like this. And I get annoyed when people, oh, every time I see so-and-so, I just think of this. And I was like, well, that's just literally one role they did, like chill out. But I, when I see Ben Foster, I only think of him in Alpha Dog. Breaking in houses, using drugs, speed mainly. It's not true. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. Pete, I swear to God. Dude. Dude! It's... I feel you. I'm right here. Don't look at me that way. I'm telling you the fucking truth. I'm totally fucking straight, man. I mean, I'm a little... Mr. Lampington's so full of shit. He's out of fucking town. How would he know what I'm doing? And it stresses me out. And so I just I can't get I can't get past it. I don't know what it is. I don't know if I need really? to like have a conversation with him about it. Uh yeah. I thought he was like laughably bad as an actor in Alpha Dog. I thought his character was just insane out of control. And every time I see him, I just think of Alpha Dog and I just can't watch Ben Foster in a movie. So that's where I'm at. Did did you like Hell or High Water? Hell or High Water is an absolutely terrific movie. I take back what I said. He's a great actor. I mean, like, I don't know. I don't know what to, I don't know what to say. Like, it, I didn't. He's super annoying in this film. Like, he just sucks too. <laughs> and and suck. if you already have like a bad taste in your mouth of, of someone, this movie's not doing him yeah. any favors. Like, Maybe he is. He sucks, bro. I I hated him. And like, we need that in movies, right? We need bad people. Yeah, for sure. I, now, was I, he acting bad? I think he acted just perfectly fine. I didn't believe the premise of the movie. I will say that. And this is before. Mm. This is my wife's fault. This happened, and it's like right at the beginning. I guess we're going to go a little spoilery here. I don't want to recap every single like plot point. But very early in the movie, Adam Sandler gets a head coaching job for the 76ers. Assistant. Assistant. Assistant coach. Sorry, yeah. Assistant coaching job for the 76ers. He's enjoying that job. He's happy about that job. Then the guy who gave him the job dies. And his son takes over. And his son immediately. Ben Foster. You know what? Yeah, his son, Ben Foster, you know, the crazy cokehead from Alpha Dog, you know, of course, um, is like, yeah, I I need you as an agent, you know. And he just sends it. I don't know. I just, as it all happened, I was like, I don't believe that this is going on. I just don't believe it. I don't believe that he's like. You're indispensable. I need you out there. But also, I'm not going to listen to anything you say. Like, it just felt weird. I don't know. I He was the worst, though. He was the worst. And also, I got a beef with Kenny Smith, too. He should have been up front about the, uh, the um, what's it called? The, um, the, what, the, the attack or the? Not the draft, but the, the workouts. The combine? Or? Yeah, he should have been up front about the combine. He knew he couldn't get his ass in there. Old, old domestic <laughs> assault, whatever. Like, come on, Kenny. Come on, Kenny. Uh, and then he still said, what's up, when he showed up. Like, hey, hey. Oh my God, 22, 22. Yeah, like, all right, bro. No, it's fine, though. I, I did like this movie, but when I saw that it had a 92 and a 92%, I was like, bro, you guys are just... 
clearly we need more sports movies that are like feel good movies because I feel like the last basketball movie we got was The Way Back, which was awesome, (laughs) but it was depressing. And it wasn't really about basketball. It was more about alcoholism. So this movie is just about basketball. It has all the the familiar faces. It's like a feel-good basketball movie almost. You know, like it's like the good guys win. You know, spoilers. Um, So, yeah, I think that that's attributing to that 92, 93. But I feel like that is bananas high for this movie. I think it is. Oh, man, you're not ready for my score then. I, well, I'm excited to hear it. And I'm glad you liked it. Like, I don't want to take I it find, away from anyone. I just didn't yeah, think no, no, no. And, and, you know, and, and, and that's why we got different scores, right? This is why we talk about movies. Right? This is why we talk about it, right? Is this movie formulaic as hell? Yes. Is this movie a feel-good movie? Yes. Is this movie... Did, did yeah. they pay for these high scores? I think so. So many people got involved <laughs> in the NBA for this movie. There's just no way in hell it was going to be bad. There's no way. It, look at all the producers. Freaking uh, look at all the freaking movies, uh, all the basketball stars in, that are in this film. They're all in there. They they freaking handled it. And, and, and then you have Adam Sandler, who's like Netflix's like, Rob Durdick, like they love this man. <laughs> and so, and so, you know, he, he has a following. We know dumb people like Adam Sandler movies. And, 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 and we're, we're some of them. I'm, I'm a dumb Adam Sandler uh, film fanatic. Oh, you know, his movies yeah. suck, but yeah. I'm going to watch them and they're silly. And, uh, but this is this not is, a silly, yeah, you know, this, this is different. This isn't that. This is not yeah, but movies. he's got that following. He's got, he's got waves of people that will watch whatever Adam Sandler's doing. This one just has it just happens not to be like Grown Ups Five or whatever. Yeah, and he was really good in this movie. Adam Sandler was, he was great awesome in this movie. He but that's great. because of how um, real this movie is to Adam Sandler. Like he's a basketball guy. He loves basketball. He, he it, it feels like he did all these like pickup games. Right, people recorded him playing these pickup games, and they're like, "Man, Adam Sandler can actually hoop. Mm-hmm. We should give him a movie, <laughs> a basketball movie." And they gave him a movie. And it was super formulaic, right? It was super like cookie cutter, um, and uh, and for me, it just worked. It had a lot to do too with the freaking um, with the music that Dan Deacon's going because you're just being like, you know, you just feel it. You feel the energy, dude. And and the way the the, the movie ends, it's to a song mm. called "Change Your Life" by Dan Deacon. And if you've never listened to that song, just listen to it. It's gonna get you like up and ready trying to join the NBA too. Like it's going to get you excited to live life and yeah. uh, essentially change your life. And it was, I, for me, it just worked so damn well. So good. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was good, but there's also towards the end of this movie, there's literally like an airport scene where it's like, is he on the plane yet? Stop. I cried. Like, oh my God. Oh, I cried. Like, Come on. I cried. There's a scene where Bo Cruz, which is, you know, Juancho Hernan Gomez. He's he doesn't he 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 let it be known that he doesn't give a shit about his dad. He does not oh, yeah. care about his father. You know, so you know, mm-hmm. there's that element in there. I think you've seen that with like um, Creed, right? And when somebody's just alone, mm-hmm. um, you know, Rambo. You you know, there's these you know these sports dramas. This guy doesn't have a dad. <laughs> and <whatever>. Rambo. <laughs> <laughs> you know who he is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, freaking, you know, Rocky, whatever. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> um, 
and he and it's like super cheesy, bro. I'm telling you, it's like super cheesy. It, they they should have ran to each other. I think that would have made it awesome. But he looks down, and Sandler looks at him. He shoots a shot. Juancho blocks it, and I was like, "Oh, you couldn't give me just one, huh?" And he looks away, <laughs> and he looks back, and I'm Sandler's gone. And you're like, "Damn, this is it? This yep. is the end of the movie?" But no, 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 <laughs> it's not. Right, he yeah. literally runs back for him in the, the, in the airport. But uh, it, it worked, man. Cheesy is good, bro. What, what was the cheesiest movie that you like? Uh, you got to like some cheesy ass ones. Like, so, so like lame, cheesy. Yeah, like, lame. But it's like, you like, like movie it. That I just love. I don't know, man. I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure there's some. None are coming to mind right now. I just like the, the best movies. Dude. Everyone knows yeah. I have like the best taste. So. It's kind of hard. Oh, yeah. These references are sick, bro. Yeah, dude. Sick references. <laughs> You're like cheesy? Like a cheeseburger? Or like, what are you? <laughs> oh, whoa. Nachos? Yeah. Cheese. Uh, no, I don't know. I think, yeah. I mean, I like, yeah. I like a lot of movies. I'd say for a sports drama, there's also, and you can talk about comparing movies, there's a moment where he's gone out, Adam Sandler, very, very beginning in the movie, he's gone out scouting to a bunch of, great opening montage, by the way, of him yeah. seeing a bunch he, of He's a scout, by the way. He is a scout. The yeah. owner just loves him and was like, hey, you're going to get promoted. Gives him the job and then that guy dies and yeah. freaking crazy ass. Classic. Ben uh, Foster comes in just freaking, boss dies. you're disposable, bro. Let me go hang out with my goons. He goes gets dinner yeah. with like freaking Kyle Lowry and like seven other basketball players. So annoying. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's a great opening montage. He, they go through all this stuff. He finds a player he likes, but there's some issues. Haas. And then they're in the oh, war Haas. room. Like they're talking. Mm-hmm. Like the team is talking in the war room. I immediately think, oh, Moneyball. Like mm-hmm. Moneyball, Moneyball. Like just everyone talking about who they're going to draft. Like this oh, is yeah. it. And that that's a rough comparison. That's a rough movie to have pop into your head while you're watching this. One. Yes. Because it's not Moneyball. Same with like Ex Machina and Spiderhead. Like it's just not the same thing. But I immediately like you're just your excitement level jumps to like, oh, this is oh, this is like a Moneyball thing. Like let's go. It's not. You know, it's like a relationship. And yeah, he doesn't like his father. Adam Sandler's like the father figure. What a wonderful thing. You know, what oh, is yeah. he taking care of his people at home? Who knows? Huh? And you know, there's a little little drama here and there. But overall, it's good. It just. It hits those beats and it hits them. Yeah, I like I've said this a couple times on this podcast. I'm like an idiot movie watcher in the sense I never see anything coming. And with Hustle and Spiderhead, both, I, I really felt like all the plot points were they they were either pre- very predictable or just they didn't hit the way they felt. So I just knew I knew what was going to happen. Like I kept knowing what was going to happen. You know, it's not going down. Like I don't know. It was good, and I gave it a score. Actually, it's a higher score than Spiderhead, so I do like it. I think my just the way I'm talking about it is purely a response to the 92% from the critics. Mm-hmm. But how, how do you want to rate this bad boy? Oh, and shout out Queen uh, Latifah, hustle? too, before we talk about Yeah, shout out Queen Latifah oh, as well. Shout out Queen. Queen yeah. Latifah. One time I touched her hand, bro. And that's everyone knows that. Everyone knows that. Everyone, I did. I, no, 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 I'm sorry. I, I, don't, I don't like the way I said that. It may sound like you shouldn't tell that story. I mean, like, <laughs> no, I, no I, I thought it was, yeah, okay. I think that was a natural good response. Okay. <laughs> it's like, hey, we, we all know about the Queen Latifah story, okay? <laughs> no, no, no. It's not even like that. It's like, people, oh, okay. People need, like, it's like people know because they should. It's like, you, I don't know. 
I just didn't mean it to say like, hey, bro, stop talking about Queen Latifah. Continue. I'm going to keep talking about it to the day I die. Amen. So I see her again. Like, Queen, remember when I touched your hand? Queen, remember that? I did. And you gave me one of those, like, oh, I don't want to call you old, but you gave me one of those old lady handshakes, like, just, ah, you know, she just, like, (laughs) more power to your baby. Like, give me one of those, you know, it was just like, ah, fuck yeah, we're at Coachella, queen, queen, you know? Yeah, when's she going to headline, you know what I'm saying? Let's go. Yeah, she needs to be headlining, bro. I like her. At least, like, a 6 p.m.'s head, like, the Gobi or something. Yeah, with, like, LL, like, not, maybe not LL Cool J. Maybe, like, Buster Rhymes would come out with her or something. That'd be that'd be fun, you know. what I'm saying it'd be a fun set. Oh yeah, I'm d- I'm super down for that. Um, so how do you want to you want to rate this movie? Um, I'm I'm so I I really want to rate it with baby chicken tattoos. Okay. So Bo Cruz, you know, you got to yeah. add some like element to this character. You want to add like who who is he? You know yeah. what what feels him? Why why isn't he? And then be uh, why isn't he 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 in an organized sport? Why is he playing pickup games for like thirty bucks? Like. Taking care of it's because daughter. he has a troubled past. He's got a troubled past. Yeah. He's got a daughter. He's got a daughter. And he's got a mom. That's it. And so he has a little baby chicken tattoo. Um, Adam Sandler's daughter. She's like, "What's up with that baby chicken tattoo?" Because this guy's decked out with like freaking. He's got like a lion yep. piece, like whole chest piece, whole arm sleeve. And then he's like, oh, that's for uh, Lucia, my daughter. Mm-hmm. You know, she's like a little pollo, little little pollito. And I was like, "Hell yeah, dude! I'm I'm Spanish. I'm Spain, bro." And so, uh, and so I, I, I really like baby chicken tattoos. I think it's a nice little, nice little thing that they did. Yeah, and after I don't know if you were so, thinking about like, like, like just one bite of a Philly cheesesteak sandwich or something. My man was just going in, just racking the bills. Yeah, that was crazy. That was another thing that felt weird. I, I feel like so often in these movies, if you have someone who's coming from a humble place, they like treat everything with respect. This guy had zero respect for like anything that was going on. And I didn't understand why he would only eat like one. Per- he just ordered food, took one bite, and was like, "That's it. I don't want to get fat." Yeah, he said if well, he said if you eat it all, you get fat. And he's yeah. like, like, well, like you, Adam Sandler, order like Adam Sandler's twenty like, of the same thing and take one bite. So you might as well just ate one of the whole thing. But whatever, you know. Look, Bo Cruz, he had his own way of thinking about things. No one said he had a great education. You know what I mean? Uh, he was going through some stuff. But with those tattoos, he had the baby chicken on one arm. And that's what he said, you know, that's for, you know, his mom, his daughter, and, you know, everything is dedicated to them. And then his other arm is blank. And he's like, and this one's dedicated to my father. And it's just like, oh, like, I like that. Yeah, you know, nothing. Okay. So, baby, yeah. baby chicken tattoos. Uh, let's hit it. So, um, so mine's is a strong 95. I, I just like this movie, okay. bro. I love okay. this movie. Right. I will fight for this movie. Yeah, for this it, movie man. is so well-directed. It is well-acted. It is super formulaic. Everyone kept saying, when you, like, oh, this movie is like one of those My Story movies. In the, it's like it's like you're playing 2K 2022, and this is just a story that they made up for the basketball game, and it's super formulaic. It has a happy ending or whatever happens. I I I loved it, bro. I liked it. Like when I saw like the beginning, right, of all the actors and everyone popping up, and then I saw Dan Deacon like music by, I was like, "What the hell? Dan Deacon did this?" And I looked it up, and it was Dan Deacon, and I was like, "Hell yeah! I hope he plays that one song at the end." And he definitely played "Change Your Life" at the end, and I was like, "Holy shit! I have that on vinyl. This is awesome. This is like a rest. This is like boom. They just did everything for me. I feel like like producers out there were like, you know what? The Man Man Moan. We need to make a movie for him. Let's make Hustle." 
And I freaking loved it. It was just so good. I, I liked everything about it. Now, it is super cheesy. It is super cheesy. And and there's some things that I don't think could really happen in the real world. Like I don't think uh, yeah. this guy, Bo Cruz, I don't think he could have been drafted. You know, I don't think it would have worked out that way. You know, like it's super tough. There's a lot of like rules and legality issues, I think, for like this to kind of happen, you know, like um, so it's tough how believable it is. But it's like a Cinderella story, and you got there's no way you can't just root for the Cinderella story. So I, I was all about it. I like it. Now it probably would have helped if he would have played like maybe a year or two in Spanish ball or something like that, and Dan got drafted. That would make some sense. At least he has like some history. But some kid that just got picked up from like a random basketball game that Adam Sandler happened to walk into because he's in Spain and he was like, let me go play some pickup hoops. Nope. And just that uh, out of nowhere, there's just an event going on with everyone in this little Pueblo. And uh, he just happened to find the local legend, uh, Boa. But um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's super like not believable unless you really want to believe. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, we're talking <laughs> sports movies. I feel, oh, I mean, that's your score, man. This is, I feel like this is the first time we've really felt this differently about a movie in the nineties. Like I, I, I didn't see that coming. I respect it. Uh, I mean, I guess I should see it coming because literally the critic and audience scores in the nineties. So I mean, people like it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and my three word review, which I don't know if you predicted this, but it had to be never back down. Cause when you mm. talk about that whole tattoo situation, right. And not having a dad and doing all this, at the end of the movie, spoiler alert, he gets a tattoo on the arm that he had left vacant because he didn't want to give anything to his dad. He got a tattoo that said never back down with a tree for Adam Sandler. Wonderful. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. like, chef's kiss. That was beautiful. And then my song hit, and I was just cheesing. I was like, hell yeah, this is a movie. <laughs> that's it. That's great. Yeah, and that's, uh, I, I mean, I guess I just saw this movie closer to like draft day than Remember the Titans. You know, I just... Oh. Like, Damn. I mean, that's but you know what's I mean. funny? I think if you look up the scores for both those movies, I feel like Remember the Titans might be lower. Oh, I, I don't. I mean, okay. Well, I'll, I mean, I'll bite. I, I feel like Draft Day is pretty low for sure. But I, I think Remember the Titans, I think that's a stinky movie that came like in the 70s or something. Like, I could just see it. Remember the Titans, Ryan Smales. I So, no, I, I mean, I'll see your premise here. So, Remember the Titans, 73. I mean, yeah, absolutely yep. bananas low. That made sense. That um, makes perfect sense. That makes perfect sense. Why? Because just the time it came out, like it just seemed like maybe a lot of people like just found faults in it or something. Didn't believe in this sports drama movie. Audience score ninety three percent. Oh hell yeah! It should be a hundred. Uh, it should be. <laughs> All right, let's look up draft day. Draft day is like I'll, I'll give you like forty seven. It's probably like forty seven. So sixty. So. Oh, hey, not that far off from Remember Tens. Oh, I mean, I would argue they're very far apart. Uh, very, very far. Audience score sixty-five. So that's that's all you need to know. Okay. I know you're a big audience score guy, so that meant a lot. Um, huge audience score guy. Huge audience score guy. So yeah. <laughs> so like, hustle is it is what it is. I do like this movie. I do. This is like a Batman situation where I'm like, I I like it. I just don't like it as much as everyone else seems to. But I, th- I thought it was good. Definitely feel good movie. Definitely watch it, especially especially if you like basketball. Watch it. Uh, great Adam Sandler performance. Ben Foster's a creep, and I'm giving this one a 
uh, 71 baby chicken tattoos out of 100. And so 71 is where it's at. Um, but, hey, as, as formulaic movies go, that's a fine score for something that's formulaic. Yeah. And so the three-word review here is going to be sport formula smoothie. Because it's easy to digest. You just <laughs> put it in that blender. Drink it down. Like, it's easy. It's oh, like, I love that. It's the easiest thing in the world to consume. Nothing in this movie is challenging whatsoever. It is pure surface level movie with celebrities, stars, it's NBA players, f- familiar faces, and Adam Sandler acting his heart out. And wow. a great Anthony Edwards. Like, just yeah. performance. Yeah, Anthony Edwards just talking he about. He's a jerk. Yeah, how he's going to, like, be his. Like sleep with his, this guy's his mom, stepdad, or something. Yeah, yeah. that was intense. Rough. Rough, but uh, normal from what I've heard from other NBA players. Like, like that's kind of what happens. Yeah, because you swallow everything. I bet you swallow everything, huh? Look at me, look at me, boy. Yeah, it was intense. <laughs> Bo Cruz just <laughs> just uh, didn't look. Him. Fun fact. <laughs> but got very mad. So yeah, hustle on Netflix. Those are two Netflix hitters. Uh, both to me felt very mediocre. Uh, the Madman probably found a top 10 movie out of Hustle, so that's awesome. Oh, yeah, bro. But see, get this. You know, I, I talk about the kids' lenses, right? When you watch animated mm. film, which I know we don't do on this pod much, <laughs> but it, it's okay if an animated film, you found joy in it. And, and just because, you know, another movie is is just similar in rate doesn't mean one's better than the other. You just, you know, they just, they hit you the way they did and they just happen to be different genres different stuff so with a netflix movie and just the way you you talked about very highly a spider head right was there a netflix lens on you when you watched the movie and you're like hey it's a netflix movie and i mean hey it is what it is sure i mean and even then if you're talking about i like talked very highly of spider head i literally gave it a lower score than hustle you know what i mean so i think maybe some of the conversation you know, doesn't necessarily, or the tone of the conversation may not fully reflect everything. Whereas Spiderhead, I felt like I need to th- come out here and defend it a little bit. Like forty one percent, holy shit, dude! Like, what's going on? This movie's not that bad. And then for <laughs> Hustle, I'm like, hey, hold your horses, guys. Ninety, you're this not getting it's not that great movie. It's okay. It's not that good. And so that's that's where that tone's coming from. But it's okay. there is a like Netflix that. lens for sure, a hundred percent. I like that. Uh, but it, it is, it's also a response to the response. So I'm kind of like, hey, all right, this is what the world's saying. This is why we talk about, we throw these scores in there. I, I know people have problems with Rotten Tomatoes. I like it. I think it's a good litmus test. I'm not sure if that's the correct <laughs> word for this moment, but I think it's a good litmus test. So yeah. There you go. Yeah. Okay. If Hustle would have came in theaters, you think it would have liked it more? Uh, no. No. Or you would have came out of your blank. <laughs> I probably would have liked it less. Really? Oh, yeah. shit. I think. Okay. I think. Uh, I mean, that's, that's just, I mean, I don't know. I'll never know. Because it didn't. <laughs> You're like, Kenny happened. Smith should have been honest. He should have been like, hey, bro, I can't get him in the combine. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> he attacked the man. And it was a bad case. Yeah. Well, this guy's like a huge assault guy. He keeps assaulting people. All right. So, no, hustle. Watch on Netflix. Watch it. Uh, Madman's top 10 of the year. <laughs> yes alright and next up lastly but not leastly that was rough uh, the black phone <laughs> synopsis here based on the short story of the same name written by Joe Hill 
the son of Stephen King. Not Stephen Hill. Damn. The black... <laughs> Why is he his last name King? Damn, where'd you find this? Fucking, uh, I know. Like, <laughs> Holy shit. Where'd you find this? Oh, damn. <laughs> Real trap shit. Trapaholics. We make it look easy. Fuck with your boys. Damn, son. Where'd you find this? Well, uh, that, that's kind of messed up. Stephen King was like, only I could be king. Yeah, right. Real. Yeah. You're named after your mom. Like, what about Joe Queen? <laughs> ah, gotcha. Um, you know, so Joe Hill, uh, son of Stephen King. Black I bet he has farm. no tattoos on his arms. No tattoos. Oh, well, yeah, not on his left arm. <laughs> uh, the Black Phone Chronicles, a suspenseful tale of the grabber, a child killer who snatches teen boys in broad daylight, never to be seen again. When Finney becomes the next captive held in a soundproof basement, he begins to receive calls from the grabber's previous victims through a disconnected landline. This one's directed by Scott Derrickson, who uh, directed Doctor Strange and also Sinister, uh, which also starred Ethan Hawke. Uh, this was written by Scott Derrickson and C. Robert Cargill, who has pretty much written every movie with Scott Derrickson, frequent collaborator there. This movie starring Ethan Hawke as the grabber. We have Mason Thames as Finney, uh, Madeline McGraw as his sister Gwen, and Jeremy Davies as their father Terrence, who was also... Uh, Daniel Faraday from Lost, from anyone who's watched Lost, and I, he like plays a drunk dad in this movie, and I just could not stop thinking that hey, that's uh, Daniel Faraday from Lost. Couldn't couldn't escape my mind the whole time. Uh, ben Foster situation again, man, man. What do you think <laughs> of the Black Phone? Uh, I think this one was good. Yeah, I think this one was uh, was probably really like I thought it was going to be silly. I, I I think I remember saying how it was going to be like. Just bad, like just super fantasy ish and kind of whack. Um, but I, I really uh, like bought into the vibe this movie has. This director, he just man, he's got this look to, into his movies and this feel, yeah, that just consumes me. And it, and it goes to the, like, like the last uh, movie he did, which was uh, was it uh, Sinister? You said, oh, Wait. what's the last like horror or? Well, it's not even the yeah, right? horror he did, but yeah, he did Sinister with uh, with Ethan Hawke. And the look in that movie where, you know, he's watching, you know, these tapes or these like weird scenes and the way that it looks like it came out of a film and the reels and just like the effects on it. You know, he borrowed some of those elements in this movie when you kind of see these flashbacks and these visions and things like that. And I bought into it. I like liked it. Yeah. I was talking about like how silly the fantasy stuff was going to be. And I was thinking about malignant and there was like fantasy stuff in malignant too. And I liked it. So I was like, wait, what, what, how, like, why am I tripping about it? <laughs> like, like, like I'm not going to like it. I, I literally liked it in malignant. Like I can't just not like it in this. Um, but, and it, but I liked it. It was just, it was just good. I liked the effect from it. And, um, I, I think we, we see these stories all the time, these captive stories, right? Where Ooh. someone steals someone and throws them in a room and you're like, what's going to happen? There's a lot of mystery behind. Um, but I liked, I liked how this one turned out. I think Ethan Hawke is a fabulous actor and I, I didn't really see him act much, right? Cause he's wearing a mask the whole time. Yeah. Um, but he was awesome. I was afraid of him. I I, I really felt for the kid here um, because so many kids have been grabbed by this grabber, which is an awesome name. Um, and it's like a little local legend, the grabber. Um, and, uh, and I was terrified for him, dude. It was, it was tough. 
Yeah, it was tough. There was a, there was a lot about this movie, and I know you weren't really looking forward to it, or at least the same way I was. And I remember even when I watched it, you were kind of like, "So, how was it? Was it like a like a fantasy movie?" Ha. Like it was very, very like, oh, was it good? I was like, no, it was pretty good. And I, I like I said, top ten of excited movies to watch this year. Don't think it's gonna be in my top ten of movies for the year, mm-hmm. but I enjoyed it. I mean, it's it's a quick ride. You get through it. Um, I I don't necessarily love the fantasy aspect, but it was all over the trailers. Like it's it is the movie they sold. You know, there's no. Nothing more, nothing less. Uh, I felt like it a lot of the time. Anytime you have kids like yeah. cursing up a storm in a horror movie, I am now just thinking it, uh, which draws me in. I love it. Uh, these kids are out of control. Uh, drunk parent, also just like abusive parents, um, just oh, yeah. verbally, physically, whatever. Like that just plays in horror movies. So like it's just such a, it's such an easy like visceral uncomfortableness that comes from it. Uh, it was the same way with like the Rob Zombie Halloween movies, which I know are pretty divisive. Although I'm a big fan of them, uh, but like the parents are just so like messed up in that movie that you feel so strongly about the the kids and you know hoping they're okay or you know like sympathizing with them, empathizing with them, understanding why they are the way they are, uh, and you know the sister in this movie who kind of has these visions or these dreams and they're they're very they're very accepted very quickly by everyone in the movie um because you know her mom had them i guess and so they all have them but uh so she's kind of putting the pieces together while uh the kids going getting kidnapped and going through his whole thing and the movie's good it's not great but it's good ethan hawk is good as a bad guy i need more bad guy ethan hawk mm-hmm. um I wish I'd be down for a prequel to this too, like a little like mm-hmm. darker, grimier prequel to this. Uh, I did think it was a little tame in that sense, like the violence oh, yeah. aspect. It had a couple moments, obviously they all do, but I think it could have been like a darker, more intense movie. Which it seems like we're always looking for that. I'm not sure why, but uh, yeah, our brains are damaged, bro. I'm telling you, <laughs> we're broken. I, it's I like I don't wanted. feel anything with this. Make me feel something. I know. Even the way this ended, I was like, kill him, kill him. Yeah. <laughs> I was looking for just death. Like I yeah. wanted like some like Halloween kill situation where like <laughs> just everyone just everyone dies. Bro. I would have been so excited. It ends with just like an article clipping of a town where like 73 people died because of the grab or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was, you know, what was really scary about this movie? The the opening credits. Like, whatever mm. music was playing over the opening credits was absolutely terrifying. And I was That's sitting creepy. in the theater by myself, like, bro, I'm not, I'm not okay with this right now. <laughs> I pulled out my phone and stuff. I was like, I'm gonna wait for this to be done. This is creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I think some of the, I think a little bit of this movie fell into the goofy realm when it didn't need to. Specifically, the like the cokehead guy who's investigating mm-hmm. everything. It was, I mean, that the way that all played out, you kind of see it coming, but then when it happens, like you just think about it, like, really? Like, really, though? Like, okay, whatever, for sure. Um, so other than that, which I don't want to spoil any plot points or anything, but that, yeah, because if we spoil that, like, everyone's gonna laugh. (laughs) Yeah, it's just so stupid, (laughs) it's just so dumb. And someone says a line, the way they said it, I was like, ugh. can't win them all yeah and the so kids silly. the kids are always gonna feel funny to me like when they're just it's like bro like they're just giving each other life advice but they're also like 14 it's like all right guys chill out you know um 
So that always just rings funny just because of the nature of it. Because I'm not 14, so it just seems like they're idiots. But yeah, I mean, I, I just I wish I felt stronger about this movie. I don't. I don't have much bad to say about it either. I, I just yeah. feel like it it never really lifted off, but I enjoyed it throughout. Right? I, I didn't read the Rotten Tomatoes, but it's got an 84% from the critics, 90% from the audience. I get why people like it. Uh, I'm, again, a little surprised that 84. I actually feel like that is kind of high. But um, I, I think, you know, it's nice to have, like, a semi-original, like, horror story. Um, yeah, I think the paranormal aspect of it, or the spirit aspect or whatever, uh, kind of just kept it grounded to where it is. And, yeah, solid overall, but nothing crazy. Yeah, um, the the sister, Madeline McGraw, I, I really liked her acting, too. I, I, I didn't think... Yeah, I didn't think the sister was going to be that involved in it, but um, I uh, I liked it. I, I really felt for these kids, and it's easy like not to, right, <laughs> if this movie's bad. Um, but even that scene where, you know, and it's in the trailer and stuff where they're teaching him how to fight with, like, the phone. Yeah. Like, oh, I dug that scene. Too, too much in the trailer, actually. Yeah, they showed a ton in the trailer. Yeah. Um, And there's some, you know what, this movie had some weird, like, horror elements to it. Like weird horror, like just yeah. it made no sense. There's like kid, there's like legit a kid hanging upside down, like in a corner of a room, and yeah. like dripping with blood. And there's really like no point to it. Like I guess kind of right, but it was really unnecessary. <laughs> and so it, it, it has moments where you're like, you know, you get scared. It has those shock valley moments, those jump scares, and um. And I think that's like, I, I guess it was good, right? Because it gets you like pumped and thrilled. And but I, I, I found myself just going like, wait, what? What the heck? Like, why is this being shown? That's kind of weird. Yeah. It's kind of random. No, and one of the but things, in, oh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. And, and I just feel like if it had less of those moments, right, and more of the like, just the fear of like not being able to escape a room or something. If they would have instilled more of that, I think I would have liked it a lot, a little bit more. If it was less, I mean, I, I don't want to say less fantasy ish, but maybe just more realism into it. Well, uh, I mean, you're right. And that's what I found myself thinking as I was watching it. I was like, Oh, I really like this movie. If it weren't for all the dead kids calling him, but the thing is, that's literally the movie that was advertised. So it's like, I can't get upset about it. Like, that's the movie I was sold. That's the movie I was excited to see. And then as I'm watching it, I'm like, oh, give me something else. So, but you're right. I mean, it, if it were just a pure, like, kidnapping movie, trying to find out what's going on, him trying to escape, like, Ethan. And then, like, the investigation. Menacing and stuff. Like, all, all those mm -hmm. things, I think, would have played for a more, like, intense movie, a more visceral movie, where this just didn't have that... It didn't feel like the stakes were there as much. And I think because, well, part of it is, I mean, gosh, you know, and I said the trailer again, like showed so much. Those first couple trailers when they were advertising it, you see him like running up the stairs at one point. I, I mean, I, you see him like running towards the door. Uh, you see Ethan Hawke like asleep. And it, it's all these beats that, so you know when they're coming up, you're like, oh, yeah, I know he's going to be asleep in this chair because that's what he shows in the mm -hmm. trailer. I know he's going to get all the way to the door and try to put the lock in. I'm pretty sure he gets out too. I think they showed that too. So those are all those are all beats that you saw. What they did do that I think was great, although they already ruined it for anyone who saw it before, is they started advertising it on uh, 
I think with Jurassic World and mm-hmm. something else that just came out, and maybe it's because Jurassic World's PG thirteen, so they want to do too much. But the trailer is literally just like the phone ringing, and then I think Ethan Hawke's face, and that's it. It's like a thirty second trailer, and it's like the black phone, like a couple weeks. So that trailer is good because it gets people excited. You know, it's a horror movie. You know, it's gonna be creepy. The mask is creepy. And that puts asses in the seats. And then you get to kind of have this experience where you don't know everything that's going to happen from watching a two-minute trailer. So hopefully, shout out all the people that only saw that trailer and got to watch the movie. I'm jealous of their experience. Trailers ruin everything. <laughs> that's all. But yeah. Yeah. How, how, do, you, how I mean, do you want to rate this bad boy? I feel like I want to rate it with... And this is like an element where it's, it, it's, it's kind of a question, too. Like... Did did you believe Ethan Hawke as this grabber guy? Like like, do you feel like this could have been real? Like where you got out of it, you're like, man, like was this based on a true story or what? <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, I believed him as a grabber. Yeah, I did. Well, I I wish his name was better. So I I I wanted to rate this with cool serial killer names because this was bad, bro. This is the grabber. Yeah, it's funny that's a terrible name. I think when we went through when this review started, you're like grabber, great name. Uh. So I agree, it's not a good name. I also think it's kind of weird that if they have like zero clues about this person or how they're like getting kids. I mean, obviously he's grabbing them, so I guess that makes sense. But it feels weird to like fixate on the grabbing specifically mm-hmm. if no one knows how it's actually happening. Like, why isn't you're just assuming or the steal? Like, why is it grabbing? Well, no, because here's what I mean: you have like the Night Stalker, yeah, the Zodiac Killer. No, yeah. Hey, what's your name, bud? Oh, I'm the grabber. Yeah. Like, <laughs> grabber. Yeah, <laughs> no, like, it's just, not, no I, I mean, I agree with you. I agree with you completely. I like that he had that name, though. I like, like, because in this, because w- when you see his look, he has this badass look, bro. He's got this mask on. He's a magician. You know, it's like, yeah, it's like creepy. He's got an awesome look. It's like Pennywise the clown. Like, it's just, you know, like, but he, unfortunately, he's called the grabber. It happens. <laughs> also like a super non-discreet like vehicle that he's driving around in like it's it's a vehicle that if i saw it just driving down the road i bet hey someone called the police asap the person in that van has murdered someone maybe actively murdering someone or will be murdering someone very soon so i'm surprised he got away with it <laughs> as long do you as want to do like non-discreet vans or something <laughs> yeah like non-discreet oh for sure even to the point well i don't want to spoil anything but yeah like i just the fact that it well, wasn't he like, escapes and then like he drives down the street, <laughs> hauling ass in his creepy ass van, and the kids like yelling, and then some lights turn on, and then he just like if you say something, I'll slit your throat. Oh, yeah. Doesn't say shit, and the lights turn off. I would have been the first one out, like just trying to record a car accident. Yeah. Like, hey, what, hey, what's going on? I I would have been dead for sure, bro. Yeah, well, I mean, then it's you and the kid versus uh, the grabber. So he only gets preteen, which are I, I mean, you know, I. How old is this kid? He's supposed to be. I didn't say how old he is, but I mean, you know, I'd say like like twelve seems like fair. Well, because it Maybe says 14. he snatches teen boys specifically. Like some of these kids could be pretty strong. One of them was like beating the hell out of everyone. He was over there like oh, wrapping yeah. his knuckles in the restroom and stuff. So it's interesting that he's like grabbing teen boys specifically because they're putting up a fight. Ethan Hawke's not the biggest guy. You know, he is. Uh, he's a little thinner than some. Um, okay, so we want to do not we want to do non discrete vans. I think I am gonna rate this with discrete vans because there's like mm. I mean, just look at up up and down on your block. If you see a van like that, you should be keeping tabs on that neighbor. 
100%. Because there's no way someone that just has that vehicle and it's normal. Yeah. Nope. Uh, I'm going to give you 78. 78. Okay. Discrete vans. Uh, Three-word review is going to be another captive story. Uh, this one just happens to be a little scary. I think it was nothing more than just a captive story. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I agree. Right? Uh, so... <laughs> The best part, this makes me feel good. I'm glad that we're ending on this note because I feel like this is kind of nice. Uh, where I actually have also rated this a 78 non-discreet vans out of 100. Hey! Yeah, so it's like, even though there was some division here, uh, we, we went <laughs> on the same page for the black phone. Doesn't always happen, you know? And uh, so yeah, 78, I thought solid film, worth watching, just uh, not... Not extraordinary, and that's fine. Yeah, I think there's a total place for a movie like this. It seems like it's doing well. It was probably really cheap to make, and you know, bless them for it. Uh, my three word review is going to be cars extended warranty because anytime my phone rings, uh, that's pretty much all that people are talking about now. <laughs> so, yeah, a movie about a phone ring, it's really that's the least believable thing in this movie is that there's dead people calling them 100%. At least one or two of those rings should have been a telemarketer talking about. Uh, either a political thing going on or uh, clean energy or their car's extended warranty. So that's my three-word review. And, uh, yeah, 78. I was, when you said 78, I was like, oh, I think that's what I got as well. So Yeah, like, it just felt like like the, it just felt right. Um, yeah. And it could have I, – I don't know what – like this is a fine movie too, though. It was fine. I feel like – if the adults weren't that dumb, like it could have been better, but I feel like there's always d- dumb adults. I think it's probably I mean, part of it's just the story. You know, it's like there's a girl who's like, I don't know, 10, 11, 12 going to the cops and saying, I saw this in a dream. And they're like, Oh, tell us more. Like it's, it's all very intense. And now apparently she knew details that they hadn't released to the public. So that's why they were giving more credence to what she was saying. But it does feel a little goofy, and not overall, not not like hustle goofy, but it does feel a little goofy that they're. She's like, and now I dream this, and they're like, you know, taking notes and driving around, like, okay, we gotta gotta figure it out. So, I mean, it, it's fine. It's part of the movie. It is what it is. Very early on, you know, they they set it up where she's like, I had another dream, and he's like, no, like, not like your mother. You know, her dad was like, you can't do this. And so, man, yeah. that and that, that guy had a look to him, bro. Uh, Faraday, yeah, or whatever his real name is, whatever his real name uh, was, Jeremy Davies, yeah. He, I mean, his look was just drunk dad, <laughs> that was his look, <laughs> alcoholic father. He was, oh, yeah, he was an alcoholic, yep, oh, sweaty, a yeah. lot of facial hair, and just like <laughs> just dead eyes, dead, like jaundiced eyes. Yeah, like confused, kind of head bobbing a little bit. Seventies dad, yeah, like, oh, yeah. like confused. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he he's such a he's such an interesting character in Lost that I just can't oh, yeah. get over. He's not like a bad character or anything. He's like, likable, but he's uh, not like taking a poop on the carpet. Like no, ben it's Foster. not a it's not a Ben Foster thing. So okay, it's not good. So this week, um, I know you, you want to do Elvis, right? So I think we're gonna find time to do I, Elvis. I, I want to do Elvis. Yes. Okay. So yes, we'll, and I'm happy people are talking good things about it because. I feel like when Elvis came up in Boz, everyone was just crapping on the Great Gatsby, which I really liked. Um, and I feel like people are not saying bad things about Elvis now. Other than Tom Hanks is like wearing a fat suit or something like that. So we got to deal with that. But it's all right. All right. Copy that. I mean, yeah, the reviews, it's got like a 78%, like solid reviews. Less than the black phone. 
Um, I haven't really heard any like good. Actually, no, we had one friend who said he liked it. Uh, everyone I've talked to in person has been very lukewarm about it. So uh, we must run in different circles. I'm excited to see what uh, this Elvis is all about. And when I say I'm excited, I hate Boz Lerman and uh, I hate Elvis. So no, I'm just kidding. I don't hate Elvis. I don't really know anything about Elvis. Hey, is Elvis racist? Like, can you clear that for me? Um, I would say Elvis is a polarizing figure. It's more just if you talk about Elvis, I don't think anyone hates. <laughs> Are you his freaking agent? Let's go. <laughs> no, he's a polarizing guy, and he was- <laughs> because I think that he gets a lot of credit for like creating or popularizing a certain type of music that mm. was not his. That mm-hmm. or he got a lot of he has a lot of influences from a lot of black artists that didn't get their just due. Meanwhile, he's like this superstar perceived to be innovative. And now, so there's like, there's kind of like both sides of it where, you know, he owes a lot to a lot of black artists, but at the same time, he was also like very talented. So there's, there's two sides to look at it. I think you just, if you're talking about Elvis, you have to show that respect, you know, and that's, but I don't, was he racist specifically? I don't know. All I know is he died trying to take a shit. So yeah, bro, that backed up stool, dog. Like six months worth. That is rough. I mm-hmm. yeah, I just can't imagine. So he, he was sweating all the time. He just needed to really take a dump. Yeah, that's why Elvis impersonators are fat. A lot of them. Yeah, they all have backed up stool. Oh, did you see all this stuff about Austin Butler that's coming out? All the accusations. No, there's accusations. No, I'm just playing around. But you know, maybe Don't say that. It seems like there might be. You never know. People are like they were upset with his like um, voice, right? Because he sound like his Elvis sound, right? Because he j- definitely changed his voice. And he's like, "Well, yeah, I was making this movie for like three years. Of course, I'm going to attack sound like Elvis. Well, I was making the movie for about three years in a row. Yeah, that that doesn't even sound like Elvis. But he, the point is, he was like method acting. You know, like he got so involved, lost in the sauce, that it just became his his voice. Kind of like Johnny Depp. You know, how he's got his weird ass voice. Like I'm pretty sure Johnny Depp just talked just like us, but he has to talk like 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 Johnny Depp when I was making the movie Pirates of the Caribbean. I was, you know, like shut up, Johnny. You're from freaking Jersey. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, baby. I mean, if you you're making a movie about Elvis, you're gonna want to talk like Elvis. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean. British people do English accents all the time. So they're not mad at him for what he said in the movie. They're mad at him because it seems like he's adopted some of the cadence mm-hmm. of that voice outside yes. the movie. Interesting. Yes. I don't know. Well, hey, I mean, whatever, dude. I don't know. I don't give a shit about Austin Butler. I don't even know who this guy is. Um, yeah, but then, like, Elvis. <laughs> you know, now they care. Now they're like, I believe it. He is Elvis Presley. There you go. Man, this movie is two hours and thirty nine minutes long. So, oh, it's a long one. Oh, it's a long one. Oh yeah. Well, we'll see. So Elvis, and then obviously after that is uh, Thor. There's a couple other streaming movies that came out that we may throw in there. Uh, so there, there's a couple possibilities. I know the consistency has not been great uh, with the episodes. Thank you all for uh, still listening. Um, our last couple episodes have done pretty well for, especially for like you know season two and the more recent ones. So. Thank you guys for listening, for eating it up. Appreciate it. And uh, we'll catch you hopefully next week, if not very soon after. All right? Peace. Peace.